This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. With your host, John Rush. All right, I'm your host, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLC 560. Kurt Rogers joining us now for our Monday Mortgage Minute. Kurt, how are you, sir? I am fine, John. How are you? I am great. We actually had the uh, ladies on from KNR Home Transitions earlier. We were talking about how, you know, t- right now might be a good time for folks to actually look at buying, especially first time home buyers. There's, you know, multiple programs, and right now they're in a better position to buy than they have been in, in you know, in, in the past just because things have changed in the marketplace. And that's, you are exactly right. Uh, what, that's what we're starting to see because those folks couldn't, A, get in the game. I mean, they, they didn't have the 20% plus the appraisal gap. Right. And uh, normally if, if an agent gets an offer on a home and it's for a first-time home buyer, they would have not even taken Yeah, that thing's not even making it on the list, is it? Yeah, they, you're not even getting close. They don't <laughs> I mean, I mean I'm, I'm not trying to be rude, Kurt, but literally that, no. that agent's like, uh, no, I, we got better offers than that. This one's going to the bottom of the pile. They, By the way, and, and I know that you know by law they're supposed to give all of these offers in, and some, but you and I both know that in some <laughs> cases these things are sliding to the bottom of the pile. Correct. So, Without a doubt. I mean, um, they were looking at who was going to pay over the most that had the money and what that's the right. least amount of contingencies like inspections. That's right. You know, waiving appraisal waivers, stuff like that. Where are rates at? Have they come down any more since last week, or are they pretty stable? Actually, no, they stabled out. They stabilized out. They went up just a little bit, then they've kind of snuck back down. And I think they're going to pretty much stay in this market for a while Okay. Um, on, on the 30-year fixed. Uh, we are seeing some great rates on seven-year arms, which are really good because they're not your grandfather's arm. Right. They don't have prepays to them. They're pretty good. Uh, but, no, I think we're going to see these rates stick around this for a little bit. Okay, what's going on tomorrow on Haystack? Uh, we're going to be talking with uh, Lake, Lakewood Plumbing, uh, one of the best plumbing companies I know. I've used them, uh, so they're going to be on the show talking about some specials they have. Awesome. Okay, that's again tomorrow at noon, Haystack Help Radio. And, Kurt, as always, I appreciate you, sir, very much. Have a great week. Thank you, too. Take care. All right, man, appreciate it very much. And, again, Kurt is next, 720-895-0500 is his direct line. With rates on the rise, how do you get the best rate? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Did you know that when you get cash out or your FICO score is below a 740 or you're financing a condo versus a single-family home, it will cost you more in rate and fees? Many lenders are charging more. Stop paying it. At Affordable Interest Mortgage, we have lenders that don't charge. Trying to purchase a second home or is your loan amount considered a high balance or jumbo? There they go again, charging you more. Take AIM. 720-895-0500. Let us show you a loan that doesn't charge more. Seeing a low rate but not reading the small print, only to realize all the extra costs and fees? Again, stop. Call 720-895-0500. Affordable interest mortgage. Quit paying fees and closing costs that are unnecessary. Get a low rate without all the extra costs. Let us show you how to save thousands. Call 720-895-0500 now. Affordable interest mortgage. 720-895-0500. Serving Coloradans for over 20 years. NMLS 298-191. Regulated by DORA. All right. We've got Geno's Auto Service coming up next. And again, take care of your vehicle. It will take care of you if you do. And it's the best way to save money at the pump. 303-794-6700 is Geno's number. Or it's genosautoservice.com and Geno's is with a J.
Now is the time to take advantage of Geno's Auto Services Air Conditioning Recharge Special. We're off to a very hot start to summer here in Colorado. Refrigerant in your air conditioning systems needs to be able to absorb heat to cool your vehicle's interior. But refrigerant gets contaminants, evaporates, and breaks down over time. We use a cooling machine that takes out the refrigerant, cleans it, and we put it back, topping off with Freon at the right level. Stay cool this summer by making sure your system is up to date and ready for this year's summer heat. As members of Colorado, Auto Care will back it up with Napa's nationwide 36,000 miles or 36 months peace of mind warranty. Give us a call or go online to schedule an appointment. To make your life simpler, Geno's offers loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick it up when ready. We're AAA approved and located at Bowles and Platte Canyon. We invite you to check out all our Google reviews. Stop in or visit us online at genosautoservice.com. That's Geno's with a J. Group Insurance Analysts, and they want to help you with all of your insurance needs, whether it be your business, home, auto, uh, you name it. They've got you all covered, including some of your classic cars and things like that. They can do it all, including health insurance. E-GIA.com or 303-423-0162. Finding the right health insurance plan can be confusing, and picking the wrong plan can cost you thousands of dollars more in medical costs out of your pocket. Call Paul Lenigro at GIA Insurance, and his team of ACA health specialists will help you find the right plan for your needs and at the very best premium. As independent brokers, GIA Insurance can help you navigate through the maze of health insurance options so you get the right plan to fit your needs at the best premium. GIA never charges fees, and your premiums will never be any higher than going directly to the insurance companies or buying online. Receive the local, hands-on service you don't get with a call center or going online. Whether it is a qualified health insurance plan, dental, life, or vision insurance, GIA has got you covered. Call 303-423-0162, extension 100. GIA is an authorized enrollment center for Connect for Health Colorado, the only place you can get an advanced premium tax credit to lower your premiums. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Again, appreciate you all listening, and it's been a fast-paced day today. Tirza Duran joining us now. And Tirza, welcome. You are American Consumer Institute. There's a report that has come out on the state of inflation, which I talk about almost daily. But give us an update on, that, on what that report said, if you would, please. Yes. Uh, the American Consumer Institute recently released a report. It's titled The Recent Causes of Inflation and Adverse Consequences for Consumers. And what we did is we looked at a couple of the multiple factors that can contribute to inflation. Okay. We specifically focused on three. We focused on how the stimulus increased demand and really pulled the prices up. We also looked at how regulations can increase costs to consumers. And then last but certainly not least, we focused on how energy can really drive prices mm-hmm. up the entire supply chain. And all of these factors really combined um, to contribute to inflation growing faster than wages, which really just eats away at the purchasing power of the American consumer. Oh, it sure does. And uh, again, appreciate what you guys are doing. These are things that we talk about on a routine basis, not taking any credit because I don't think I had any kind of crystal ball. I'm just kind of a common sense guy that you could look at what was happening all the way back from the beginning of you know COVID and some of the stimulus things we were doing, the shutting down of, of industries and so on. I mean, if you looked at all of that, to me, tears, it was just a sign that buckle up. You're going to see inflation like we haven't seen in quite a long time. And the reality is we're here. It happened. Yeah, I don't think it didn't really take a, a crystal ball to tell you that about $6 trillion in inflation yeah. or in stimulus going to drive inflation. And, re- and really, tears, it was probably more like 10. Yeah, when you add everything together. Right, when you add but, it all up. I mean, I, I you know, you watched the deficit even go from the low $20 trillion range to now over $30 trillion. So, yeah, I don't think the 10 was that far off. Yeah, when you look at inflation, it's, there's multiple causes. Obviously, the report did talk about stimulus. We also talked a lot about energy, which I think is what a lot yep. of Americans agree. Big one, big one. Huge. Yeah, I mean, as you know, I mean, it's huge. It's one of the things that really 
the economists, quote unquote, I don't think take into consideration because I've said this numerous times. They all live on Wall Street. We all live on Main Street. And the difference in inflation from Wall Street to Main Street in this case right now is about seven points. Yeah, when you look at the overall cost of energy prices, they have increased over 40% as of June. Right. year right. And when you look at the energy and transportation costs, this is really hurting the low-income consumer who has less disposable income to begin with. And when you break it down by income group, the increased cost in energy and transportation amount to almost 80% of expenses wow. for wow. households under $15,000. And yes, that's a that's a lower threshold, but it's a massive increase for the people who really can afford it the least. Well, the other thing that I've noticed, too, and I've had folks even reporting some of this back. I mean, I do lots of interviews during the week, still a business owner myself, so I see that end of it as well and, and you know, have employees and so on. But the other thing that I've noticed too, Tirza, is, and, and I had somebody that I was texting this morning that runs a business that is, you know, it's in the entertainment world and it's not high entertainment. In other words, this is a business where typically there's a lot of cash that may come and go depending upon the time of the year and what's happening and so on. And what I heard this morning was the cash you know, as far as buying things has pretty much dried up. People are now using credit cards to do things that they typically would have paid cash for before. What that tells me is they don't have the cash. They're now relying on credit to even do basic entertainment things. Well, when we talk about the stimulus influence, what it really did is it just artificially created this demand for prices. And so it's not surprising that that stimulus has obviously run its and it's not there to artificially push up demand anymore. Yep. But across all businesses and everything, one of the things I think is really interesting, and I mentioned it earlier, is the energy, which a lot of people think of that with like their gas and their electric bills, but what they don't realize is that it's really a foundational input for yep. almost everything you purchase. Everything. And so when you That's right. It really drives up That's right. Cost throughout the entire supply chain. Yeah, I can't think, you know, Tirza, I mean, again, being somebody that's, you know, I've been in business since I was 22 years of age, and, and, you know, you look at the overall impact that just fuel alone, diesel fuel, gasoline has on industry, and I I honestly, Tirza, you know, maybe maybe education, and that might be a stretch on saying that it's not affected by energy prices because it still is in the form of you know natural gas, electricity, and all of that, but there really isn't too many things that, that diesel fuel and gasoline don't touch when it comes to getting goods to market. The reality is almost every single thing we all touch involves that. Yeah, that, yes, that's exactly true, and it, it's one of those things that people don't realize it till it's too late. And unfortunately, we can see a lot of industries that can really turn on a dime and pivot very quickly. But when we're talking about energy production, um, the American Petroleum Institute reported that the plans for drilling and production are made at least a year in advance. Mm-hmm. And sometimes an average of five and a half years from discovery to production. So we're talking about these industries that really need kind of a long runway in right. order to get running and so they can't pivot and adjust to demands just on a dime and right. unfortunately what we've seen is we've seen some pretty hostile par- or policies for a lot of the natural gas industries and the natural gas industries right now are supplying 60% of our energy production so they're they're really essential industry and unfortunately Agreed. they were overlooked until it was Agree. too late. No, I, I agree. And then uh, we you know on top of that which I'm sure you guys will have another report uh, based upon whether or not this con- this this inflation reduction bill actually passes, it'll be you know it's hard to say what's going to happen in the in the uh, House. I mean, it passed the Senate; it goes back to the House now. They may vote on it later this week, as long as they don't make too many adjustments to it. My prediction is it will pass. If they make a bunch of adjustments, then it may end up going back to the Senate, and it may not pass. I guess we'll see how things go. But but tears that you guys know this. You're, you're you know you're an economist. You've got a you've got a full education in this that I don't have. But I can tell you, you cannot add six hundred billion dollars in spending call it a tax reduction which it will not be and then somehow think this is going to somehow reduce inflation it's not going to happen yes it's one of the running jokes here in dc that the titles of the bills are almost always opposite of what they're going to do and so the inflation reduction act is it's it's a politically intelligent move because people are very um concerned about inflation at the moment but you're right, when you're adding all this money into the economy, obviously we didn't learn from the stimulus. 
and the impact on inflation. But additionally, it includes over $300 billion for energy and climate spending. And when we're talking about energy being one of the driving factors right. for inflation, you're talking about energy and climate spending. But really what that is is it's subsidies generally going towards renewable energy. And while renewable energy is great, it provides about 20% of our energy demand, it's not at the point where it can completely replace fossil fuels. And right now, we're really villainizing the fossil fuel industry without considering how we're going to replace it. And we don't really have any other viable alternatives right now. No, it's funny. I was at a, I was at a car show yesterday. I don't typically get to go to ones because I have my own radio show I do on Saturdays along the car end of it. And typically when I'm at a, uh, an event because we've got the show there, I don't have time to walk around. So yesterday I was actually able on a Sunday to go to an actual car show near my house. So I did. And at this particular car show, there were numerous EVs on display, which I... Everybody knows I own one. I own one just so I can see what it's like and talk intelligently about that whole end of things, which I know far more about it than most journalists do because I actually own one, Tirza. But it was funny. There was an actual sign there, and I just yesterday I wasn't in the mood to really get into a big, long dissertation, but there was one Nissan Leaf there with a big sign in front of it that said something to the effect of, we've got to end all fossil fuel use now. And it was in these big, bold letters. And I almost stopped and said, okay, do you realize that if we stop that, this car here you're driving, even though you think it's really environmentally friendly, wouldn't exist without oil in the first place? Exactly. And even electricity, um, I'm not, maybe they have a wind farm that they're using. But we still could. In Colorado, Tirza, we're not. We use a very, very little bit of wind and solar energy in this state. Most of ours is coal and natural gas. Exactly. And I think a lot of people, yes, electric vehicles maybe are more environmentally friendly or have less CO2 emissions than other types of vehicles. But we're still not talking about ending all fossil fuels at this moment. It's just something that's not feasible. It's a talking point. Some people think it's popular you can get some people behind it but it's just a logistical issue at this moment when we're still relying on fossil fuels for the vast majority of our energy we can't talk about switching to renewables which right now only provide about 20 percent of our energy and they're so fairly unreliable because we have yet to really fully address the storage issue of what do you do if it's not sunny. On top of that, and here's a report I've honestly I don't if it exists I would love to know and maybe you guys could research this in you know in, inside of the institute the american consumer institute itself because i would love to know this answer because i have searched high and low i cannot find it there are some bits and pieces out there you know uh, uh sierra club did kind of a thing on this a while back but it's very incomplete and what i mean by this is tears i want to know what it actually takes in oil production how many barrels of oil to build an EV, not on the factory floor itself, but totally. What it takes to mine the, you know, the rare earth metals, to get the batteries put together, what it takes to get that shipped back over here to the U.S. to assemble that vehicle. I want to know every single supplier in the supply chain and what, you know, how much oil is used in every one of those industries to build every single component from wiring harnesses to wheels to brakes to tires to on down the line we go. I have yet to see a study. I'm guessing somebody's done it, but they've never released it to the public because my guess is that while they may tout that it's more CO2 friendly at the end of the day, it is not. Because I'm guessing they're eating up far more CO2 or producing far more CO2 when it's all said and done than the average ICE vehicle is. But yet I can't find that report because I don't think anybody wants to release it. I'm not sure about those exact numbers. I do. It's in the same same area. I do recall a report that discuss um, electric, vehicle, electric vehicles, I believe this one is specifically Tesla's, that they have to be driven about 100,000 miles, maybe 120,000 miles before they become actually carbon neutral. And again, when we're talking about driving vehicles, that's a fairly large amount of miles on a vehicle before it actually... Right that it costs to produce. And the thing yeah. about that particular end of it, again, that I've never seen is I, I've never seen the data that goes into that. In other words, are they just talking the vehicle, the battery, what happens on the on the actual factory floor, or are they including all of the other things I just made note of a moment ago? Because I've never seen a report that throws everything into it. I've only ever seen what happens on the factory floor, which, by the way, is a fraction of it. Exactly. When you're talking about the transportation, when you're talking um, – about everything that really goes in, the number definitely gets a lot 
higher, which is why I think it's especially at a time when we're having really high energy inflation, it's really important to keep that in perspective. And yes, anybody who's against protecting the environment, but we're really talking about a logistical issue here. And we're talking about we do not, renewable energy is not at the place where we can completely shift our demand. Um, That's not there. I believe there's a report from Solar's Futures. And their best projections were that solar energy could provide about 40% of electricity by 2035. And again, that's just electricity, not all of energy demands. And that's still 10 years away. Wow. And even that best estimate was based on the assumption that the government would pour a lot of mm. subsidies support behind it. So again, you're really shielding the producer Agreed. from Agreed. the full cost of what that technology actually is. Good information. I appreciate it very much, folks. You can find this article. By the way, we'll link it in our notes. It'll be on our show notes later this evening as well. Tirza, thank you so much, American Consumer Institute. And again, the website is theamericanconsumer.org. And we appreciate you joining us. And by the way, Tirza, you're welcome anytime. Just let us know. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. No, appreciate it very much. And folks, again, these are things that I asked her that, frankly, I've done a lot of homework on. I can't find the information that I'm asking for. Some of you that go out and look, you'll see some numbers, for example, where the Sierra Club had a particular university. They did a study, and they'll tell you that there's 200 uh, barrels of oil in every EV made versus 300 for an ICE vehicle. Keep in mind, that number is very, very deceiving. First of all, they're old. Second of all, it doesn't, it doesn't take into account everything else I just mentioned to her a moment ago. They're literally talking about the factory floor only, not what it takes to produce the battery, not what it takes to get all the parts to the factory floor and just-in-time delivery, and on and on we go. So it's a very misleading uh, article, by the way, or a very misleading study that the Sierra Club will put out there saying that, yeah, uh, an EV uses 100 barrels of oil initially less than an ICE vehicle does. It's a very misleading because, by the way, it's a lie. It's not true because they're forgetting a lot of the other steps that go into making that vehicle. And at some point in time, I would love to see an accurate uh, description of what it actually takes. I just don't think anybody wants to do that because they know it's going to be so upside down, nobody would buy an EV down the road if that's what they're looking at doing. And by the way, I'm not telling you to buy an EV or an ICE vehicle because you're trying to save the planet. It doesn't need saved. That's a whole other discussion we'll get into on Thursday, by the way. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air is coming up next. What does need saved is your own electrical and HVAC. Right now, the quiet, cool system is $300 off. Uh, on days like today, where we had woke up this morning, it was 61 degrees. You could take the quiet, cool system on a cool night like we had last night with all the rain and everything, get your home cooled down, and keep it that way, and probably not run your AC the rest of the day, given the quiet, cool system and how efficient it is. Ask how that works in your home, 720-526-0231. Think about what you have at home right now that could be damaged in a surge. The average home is exposed to thousands of electrical surges every day. Protect yourself from a potentially harmful electrical surge with absolute electrical heating and air today. Most of these surges are harmless, but without the proper surge protection, you face permanent damage to major electrical components. Anything plugged in without internal surge protection is at risk, including your refrigerator, furnace, air conditioning, or dishwasher. Safeguard your assets with surge protection installed by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Newer appliances usually contain computer chips that are more expensive to replace than to protect. At that point, considering the current chip shortage and wait times, you might as well buy the appliance again. Avoid potential loss. Get a whole home surge protector installed by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. 720-526-0231 or visit klzradio.com. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Golden Eagle Financial, Al Smith wants to help you get to your financial future and stay there. He'll teach you how to do that. And in a lot of cases, he's got classes even that are free that you can attend as well. KLZRadio.com, 303-744-1128. A trustworthy advisor who's well-equipped to manage your assets before and after your retirement is essential in ensuring the longevity of your nest egg. Al Smith with Golden Eagle Financial has a fiduciary duty to act in your best interests, so he cannot allow his own motives to interfere with the satisfactory fulfillment of that duty. Al knows the stress of planning for retirement and the worry that comes along with the proper allocation of your wealth. Giving you affirmation is one of his top priorities when working with something as valuable as assets that in most cases took a lifetime to accumulate. 
So when you place a portion of your assets under management with Al Smith, you'll know your money is positioned well. Al Smith makes you feel safeguarded from potential situations that could affect your financial health regardless of your retirement status. Make an appointment with Al Smith now. Visit klzradio.com slash money or call Al Smith at 303-744-1128. That's 303-744-1128. All right, for all your plumbing needs, High Five Plumbing is the place to go. In fact, they're looking for workers as well. 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE or go to klzradio.com. Your main drain, a.k.a. your sewer, is crucial to your well-being and the state of your home. And when your main drain line is out of commission, the timely and quality completion of the work becomes your top concern. That's why you can't just trust anyone with a project so important. High Five Plumbing makes effort to prove that you can trust them. Their service techs go through three different trainings in a week, one general, one technical, and one service-based. They ensure their techs for your peace of mind. When you need to replace your sewer line, making the decision of what company to go with is high stakes. High Five Plumbing puts their principles in action, showing you reasons to trust them instead of telling. Don't wait until your drains are backed up, you smell sewage, or your home is damaged by leaking pipes. Call High Five Plumbing, 877-934-4445 or 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. You're listening to Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, welcome back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Tom, welcome back. How are you, sir? Good afternoon, John. Thanks for taking me back. No, thank you. No, appreciate you calling very much. Hey, uh, one thing I wanted to start with before we get back to the election. Um, When people talk about green energy, have them look up Tonopah and uh, Ivanpah out in the Nevada desert. Uh, The colossal failures of solar. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Salt, salt boilers that are, you know, on the that the uh, American taxpayers on the hook uh, to the tune of billions of dollars again. So who got rich on that? You know, green energy is about who's getting the money. That's right. Who's get yep. who's getting the green? Not anything about green. You didn't also go into the uh, cobalt that is mined by little kids oh, over the in slave Africa. Labor. They, yeah, yeah. I mean, I do they, occasionally. I didn't with her, their, but you're right. No, you are correct on that. So, yes. So those are the things that uh, we need to talk about when it comes to green energy. Well, and the other thing, too, and I I didn't get into this with her, but I will at some point in the future. I'll have her back. You you know me. I talk about it all the time. First of all, it's not green. It is expensive, alternative, inefficient energy. There's nothing about it that's green. Zilch. Well, when I ride out into the field with these uh, young uh, airmen, uh, they're surprised to learn that the uh, windmills are a ballasted system, ballasted by 500 cubic yards and 60,000 pounds of uh, rebar underneath the ground to hold that thing in the air. Concrete and rebar. Yeah, and they're, as you know, those are very expensive to dispose of once they uh, you know, have their end of life, which they, as you know, they do have an end of life. It, by the way, it's also uh, people talk about wind being, you know, one of the freest energies, you know, energy sources we have. Well, that may be, but the way we capture it is not, again, not a very efficient way of doing things because those things are extremely expensive and hard to get rid of once they're done. And then they're burying our uh, yep. fiberglass blades up in Casper That's using. Right. Oh, guess what they're using? Diesel fueled. Equipment. Yep. There's not electric fueled equipment uh, burying the. Well, uh, and, waste and, from and them. let's not forget this one too, Tom. On the on top of that, those are most likely all lined with what, Tom? Plastic? The, Oil? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> you got it. I mean, they got to put a liner <laughs> underneath there. I know how landfills work. They don't just put those things in the dirt. They line that whole thing with plastic. So we're back to, again, you can't do any of this. I keep saying this all the time, but you can't do any of this without oil in the first place. Well, the leaf owner that uh, wanted to get off there, we should take away all, everything uh, on that car. That if I would, if I would, if like it had not been board. Sunday, Tom, and my day off, I, I probably would have had a long discussion because it was it, it almost happened anyways. But I thought, yeah, yeah, I got better things to do today, and you're not going to convince him otherwise, anyways. No, yeah, and that's where I'm I'm struggling to convincing you on on the election here. John. You're not. No, you're not um, struggling me. You know, you don't struggle to convince me of anything. Do I? Do I feel like we, 
you know, need a reform of the election process, not only in this state, but many other states across the country? Do we need voter ID laws? Do we need, you know, in Colorado, non-mail-in ballots? And should you actually go to the polls and actually vote and make it immediate? Absolutely. I will say, though, Tom, that I, I just don't know anymore with the amount of population that we and a lot of other states have, how you hand count every ballot, and how that changes anything at the end of the you know, day. You know, when, when I was in Iraq, John, it was real easy. You go up, you voted, you stick your finger in the inkwell. Agree. Purple finger equals you voted. Yeah, I agree. I, but, but on simple. the same token, tallying that, and typically in those particular, and you know this because you were there, typically they don't have a ballot that's four pages long. They're voting for one thing. Yep. It's not the same as what we do, unfortunately. So and I and I have, I hope Dan so, calls in because Dan from Blackhawk was going to call in and talk about on the auditing side, you know how hand counting doesn't always guarantee you the right outcome either because unless there's somebody literally standing over the person hand counting, that doesn't mean you have any more they, secure they, you know yeah. a secure thing at the end of the day either. Uh, but what I'm what I'm proposing, John, is that uh, we haven't compared the two. We haven't compared the machine to the actual ballots. So let me ask you a couple of questions then, John. Why don't you have Tina on? Let her talk, you know, on I her have. own behalf. She's she's been on before. Okay. I had her on. Okay, I did. I must have missed that. Yeah, one. no, I've, I've had her on. And I again, I, I I don't dislike Tina at all. I think Tina's a great gal. My problem with Tina is she doesn't draw the independent voter in at all. That's the problem. That's why so Tina then, lost. So then, uh, okay, all right. Uh, if I'll give you that, I'll give you that. Let's. But then, then you're telling me that um, it's okay with you to vote for someone who uh, doesn't lie or cheat quite as much as the Democrat. What is I'm that, saying is, is you've got to vote for the person that puts an R next to the column at the end of the day. That's what and I'm saying. And we've seen how and and we've seen how many put an R next to the their. Name well in Colorado, well, really quick, Tom. Graham, in Colorado, Romney, we don't even Kennedy. have any. We don't have any of that. We can't. We can't win in this state, no matter you know. If you don't have a D next to your name, you don't win. Period. Here. So then maybe we should do like they do. Um, be a D. Just come. Just put the R. Put the D behind your name. Um. And be really be and really be an R. Um, I, you know what, that, Tom? That's I, what, I, again, that's I, what they're doing you here. You didn't hear that from me, but um, you know, I, I think uh, if you're going to try to get some things changed around, I don't know how else you do it. They've done the same thing to us. I don't know why we don't do the same thing back. To be honest with you. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I mean, what we well, have to start, and Tom, what we're we talking about right rules. now is back to what I said earlier. We don't have that strategy. We don't have. Any, I mean, here's my opinion. We don't have any strategy. That's why we don't win. We have got to start yeah. coming up with some strategy that allows us to win. Not only in Colorado, but believe me, it's going to happen in Wyoming as well, up to up to the north of us. I mean, the reality yeah. is, we have got to start figuring out how to win, or we won't. So, so in other words, we have to cheat as much as you they got cheat. it, Tom. Thank you. Absolutely, we do. So then, so then I'm going to ask you something. Then, uh, John, you claim to be a Christian. I said, what if Jesus would have compromised? Not, but they're not one and the same. And keep in mind, we're talking about a republic where we as voters are in charge, not the other party. You know, not 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 the powers that then, be. Then you're saying then you're saying that if the vote doesn't matter, we have to cheat to win. Well, the vote. Then, no, don't give. No, 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 no. I never said the vote doesn't matter. The vote matters, but the only way in the state of Colorado, even if even if all of the voting is a hundred percent accurate, we have a voter base in Colorado that is going to vote for the folks that are on the left more than they are the right. Would you agree with that or disagree? I think anymore, yes. They've, yes, we've gone, we, we've been and, and, and like I've said before, I'm, I'm a Colorado native. I've watched this state be in the in the. We haven't been in the red in my entire lifetime. This has been a blue state since I was a child, Tom. So the reality is, all these people that keep saying we've got to take the state back red, it hasn't been red in my 58 year time span being on this earth. So the reality is, stop mm-hmm. saying that. We need to take it red, and I'm one that says take it by any means possible. I'm not saying we need to lie, cheat, steal, anything like that. But if it means we put a conservative in that has a D next to their name, I don't consider that lying, cheating, or stealing. It's just winning. Hmm. That's just winning. There's nothing dishonest about that. It's just winning. (laughs) Well, we play by rules, I guess, and the other side doesn't. They do not. You're 100% correct, Tom. They do not. And they have infiltrated our side. And by the way, I don't think Christ would care if we infiltrated their side if at the end of the day we move this country the direction it's supposed to be in the first place. 
Well, then, then are you advocating that we take it by force? Um, I'm not to this point yet, no. Someday, maybe, not now. Okay. We're not to that point okay. yet, and I, I wouldn't want that yet. And, and, I, cause, and the reason I say that, Tom, is I do think we're going to see a big red wave in, in November. It's going to affect a lot of areas, not Colorado, but it's going to affect a lot of other areas. Do I think if we get behind Joe O'Day, he has a chance of beating Bennett in November? Absolutely. But the rate we're going right now, it ain't going to happen. And then what about uh, the uh, Secretary of State? So we have one that was on... It ain't going to happen. Um, no, and by the way, we, Tom, we have, I don't think it would have mattered who we run against Jenna. Jenna's winning no matter what. Because she's got Soros' money yep. or what? Yeah, she's got more money. She's got more power. She really, I mean, other than a few of us talking about how we don't like the way elections are run, you look at the middle-of-the-road voter and those that are on the left, they, they could care less about what you and I are talking about right now. Well, that's the that that's the apathy is what's yes. causing the whole but, problem. But that, that but that's what will allow Jenna to win. Yep, uh, that I that I will agree with you. So but, so again, Tom, I, I, I am by no means against anyone wanting to take this state back the direction it needs to go. I am on that team. I'm just against a strategy we've used up to this point. That's what I'm against because we have none. Well, well, and then when we go to, and we participate and we put our efforts into it and we go to the assembly, we have our own supposedly our own like Christy Burton Brown submarining the whole process right yeah, there. And that, and that one, I, I hate See, to say I cannot talk to you because I don't know. You you do. Well, you I'll take your word for it. I'm not, I'm not arguing have, with you. you I'll take it. On. Well, I, I have invited her, her and she reached out and I told her, let me know what days of the week work best and you can come on. I haven't heard back. Yeah. And, no, I, and I, Tom, I said me. this earlier and I mean this. Most of the GOP leaders in this state don't like me. Most of the hard righties in this state don't like me because I just say it as it is. I don't beat around the bush as you and I have done for the, you know, the last hour and now. But they don't like that, Tom. They don't like hearing that. No, the the, the GOP sure. in this state doesn't like hearing that we run the wrong candidate in the wrong race. And I'll tell them that. They don't like hearing that. Yeah. And we do, though, Tom, all the time. We run, and we run some really I, sincere, great individuals. They're even friends, and I love them, and their heart's in the right place. But they couldn't win if their life depended on it. Right. But we still run them, and then we wonder why we lose. Because we're, here's what happens. We run this state and, and, and the way we do politics a lot like American Idol. Let me, let me explain what I mean by that. You go on American <laughs> Idol, Idol, and if you've had a family that's been telling you that, man, you're the, Tom, you're the best singer there is. You play the guitar better than anybody else, and you're going to go on American Idol, and you're going to win. You could suck at singing and suck at playing the guitar, but everybody around you says you're great, Tom. So you go on American Idol, and they boo you off. You get buzzed off, and you're sorely disappointed at the end of the day because nobody around you up to that point said how awful you were. Yet we do that with our politics in Colorado constantly. Hmm. We do the exact yeah, same thing. I, we'll have a candidate that we think is great. They're a good guy. They're a friend. Yeah, we love them. We love their principles. We love how they look at their policies and all of that. And by the way, they're spot on. But they can't win. They're not dynamic enough. They're not in the right area. They're, you know, they're not able to out-talk the, 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 the Democrat that's on the same ticket that they're on. On down the line I go, Tom, but we aren't honest enough with ourselves and our candidates to say that. Well, and we see how that uh, And it doesn't work, out. does it? Well, we see how that plays out now that we, now we are an abortion destination. You got it. You got it, Tom. Yep. Again, I'm on your side. I got to run. Appreciate it, Tom, very much. Craig, Wheat Ridge, hang tight. We'll come right back and talk to you. Extreme Auto Repair is up next, and they want to take care of you, your vehicle, save you money at the pump, help you beat inflation by doing that, by the way. 303-841-1071. Go with your gut. You know when an estimate from a mechanic doesn't feel right. Maybe they're telling you to fix a bunch of stuff you didn't even know was broken. Maybe their prices seem surprisingly high. The team at Extreme Auto Repair in Parker will give you a second opinion for free so you know what's reasonable and what's not. They can typically beat the prices of their competitors, but they won't hold it against you if you decide to go back to the first guy. Either way, you have the peace of mind. The team at Extreme Auto Repair wants to keep you safe and help your vehicle last longer, but they never want to pressure you into repairs that you don't really need. So with every estimate, the team at Extreme Auto Repair will give you a priority list, showing you all of your recommended maintenance items in order, from most to least important. 
That way, you decide what you want to take care of now and what can wait until later. Free second opinions at klzradio.com slash extreme. Promises kept. Flesh and Beck, Kevin Flesh would love to help you with all of your legal needs. It's simple, 303-806-8886. Get relief from Flesh and Beck. You just got in an accident, so you call the police. You make sure you get a thorough record of the scene. Then after the initial adrenaline wears off, your mind starts to swirl with all the things you need to do. Insurance claims, car repairs, doctor visits, medical bills, on top of the physical pain you're in. Flesh and Beck will give you relief from the financial stress so that you can focus on healing. Call Flesh and Beck immediately after your accident for a free consultation. Then you can rest while they talk to your insurance company. Personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh will relieve your burden of financial worries. All you need to do is call him right now. 303-806-8886. Call Kevin Flesh immediately after your accident and get relief from the financial stress of an injury. Flesh and Beck Law. They get results. All right, the ladies from KNR Home Transitions were on with us at 3 o'clock. And, hey, it's a great time to buy. If you've not thought about it before, you should look at that now, even first-time home buyers. Call them today. Find out what they can do for you. It's two realtors for the price of one. KNRHomeTransitions.com or KLZRadio.com. Renting is not an investment. Catherine and Robin, co-founders of K&R Home Transitions, want you to focus on building your wealth through a home purchase. By continuing to rent from others, you're robbing yourself of an investment that gives you potential to grow your wealth. Equity is capital in your home, and you can build that equity up over time. You want to increase your financial worth, so why not also do that with your home too? With help from K&R Home Transitions, you can learn how to climb the property ladder to turn a profit. Once you're invested, you can use your equity to keep moving upward with help from Catherine and Robin at K&R Home Transitions. Get ideas that build the financial momentum of your home investment with experts like Catherine and Robin. So kick off your journey and start building your wealth wisely with K&R Home Transitions. Visit klzradio.com home to invest in your home. The good news for seniors on Medicare is that you have more options today than ever before. The challenge is that all of these new options can be very confusing and making the wrong choice can cost you thousands of dollars more out of your pocket. Call Paul Lenigro at GIA Insurance and his team of Medicare specialists will help you find the right plan for your needs. Call 303-423-0162, extension 100, or go online to e-gia.com. This isn't Rage Radio. This is real, relatable radio. Back to Rush to Reason. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Craig, what's going on, sir? Hey, John, I wanted to uh, kind of touch subject on the uh, Tabor refunds being sent out. Yes. Um, Yeah, we can thank, like you said, Douglas Bruce for us even having that uh, particular constitutional law. We should be thanking him. You are correct. Well, I mean, the voters, of course, at the time that voted for it as well. But he he assembled it. But as you said, every time a vote for higher taxes comes up on a ballot in this state, the voters turn it down. Yep. Which, which is exactly why the Democrats do what they do by adding fees and coming up with uh, more fees on, let's say, our vehicle registrations. Do, how many people do you think really pay attention when they get that back from the motor vehicle that really look on there and, and try to comprehend what each of those fees is for? I mean, some of them are self-explanatory. Others are not. Agree. And most and, people don't look, by and, the way, Craig, to your point. Most don't look. Mo- most don't know they can even opt out of the park fund. Right. So yeah, we've been trying to educate people on the next on next year's registrations. They're going to have to opt out. We're right. going to have to just hammer that subject. That's right. But but any Republican running against a Democrat in the state, this should be one of their talking points. When you vote Democrat, you vote for higher, maybe not taxes, but fees because they found their way to end around, make our lives more expensive, find ways of getting money out of our pocketbooks. To to uh, pay for pet projects, not necessarily things that are needed, and, you know, just really emphasize that's 
when you vote Democrat, that's what happens. You get all yep. those things on your. Yeah. Craig, I, don't, I, I said it. I said it when you know after the last election, you know, rolled around. You know, we've got the most. Bi- I said it back in in twenty sixteen. Even you know, we we have some of the most bipolar voters in Colorado. They'll vote for no new taxes, but then vote for every stupid elected official that'll vote for those taxes. It makes no sense to me. Well, that's it, and, and you know, they're. It's like when they look get that vehicle registration, they're, they're apathetic to it. They don't really. I don't think they question it, nor do they say that, oh, I know why this is like this. This is a result of us not having voted for right. such and such tax. Right. No, you're, you're, you are, you are so, correct. So why do they allow it to happen? Why do they keep voting Democrat? Why do they keep doing that when the, you know the end result is going to come back to hit them in the pocketbook? My, my gut feeling is, and, and again, I don't, I don't I mean... I don't know this for a fact, although I know some of these people that are in, by the way, the hardcore lefties, we're not talking about them because they're always going to write, they're going to vote D's just like hardcore R's are going to, you know, vote R. So I'm not, I'm, I'm talking the middle of the road voters. I do think, Craig, that some of those middle of the road voters, if we could somehow message to them some of what you and I are talking about in the correct manner and not sound like a bunch of raging lunatics while we do it, which at times we do, by the way. I mean, as much as I love Trump, it's partially why he didn't get reelected. He sometimes sounds like a raging lunatic, and I love the guy, but there's times where he just doesn't come across to that middle of the vote voter, middle of the vote, middle of the road voter correctly. And I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, we at times, even in the state of Colorado, we do the same thing, Craig. We just do not come across correctly. Well, you mentioned Richard mentioned earlier when he called in your son about Trump. You know, Trump shot himself in the foot. I mean, this reason we're in the situation we are now that the Senate with since it, you know, it was an even number between Republicans and Democrats on this latest uh what what do they want to call it? The anti you No, know, the inflation, inflation bill. Inflation right. Anti inflation bill. Okay, the reason that passed is because Kamala Harris is the... She's a vote. She is the uh, tiebreaker. Just tiebreaker. We wouldn't even be in this situation had not Donald Trump opened his mouth during the Georgia senatorial runoffs. Agree. Agree. You know, the election. You're correct. He not told, you know, because, you know, I lost the election due to fraudulent, you know, voting, you're wasting your time as a conservative voting in Georgia because it's going to be rigged. It's going to be a... And, he, and, and and by the way, he screwed us. He did. Yeah. No, I mean, like you, did. I like Trump as well. But, you know, I've, I've had to convince some people of this. Had he not o- opened his big mouth yep. and said, don't waste your time voting in this Senate yep. vote. You're correct. That allowed the Senate to, you know, the Democrats to even up the numbers in the Senate. Agree. Craig, with that, i got to run to Dan really quick so that he can get in a couple of things. Here we got about three minutes left. Go ahead, Dan. So, uh, hand-counting ballots is not possible this day and age, nor is it effective. Well, I was just going to say, I mean, I, I mean, I guess anything is possible with, with enough manpower and so on. I get what you're saying. But right. my question, Dan, to somebody like you that does these types of audits and things on a regular basis, are, are they any more accurate than what any other tool would be? Well, just hand-counting ballots is going to prove the accuracy of the ballots. If you have fraudulent manual ballots... True. You're going to be counting fraudulent manual ballots. Good point. You know. Good point. So there's a, the way to do it would be to uh, look at the ballots and then verify it to the voter records, and that would that would verify that those ballots are legitimate or not. So there's a whole lot more. The, the amount of physical manpower to do that is almost impossible. Is what you're well, saying? We we can't do it. So there's Statistical analysis that you do when you're auditing, you take a, mm-hmm. a representative sample of the population. Wait, which, by the way, Dan, that. is really essentially what I, when I went through the Secretary of State's website, even before the, the recount was asked for, and I looked at the outcomes, I looked at everything there and thought, well, that pretty much lines up with what I thought things would do in the first place. It's kind of what even Andy and I had talked about. That's why I wasn't really as concerned about it as everybody else was. I'm not saying I'm any kind of a crystal ball. You know, I've got a crystal ball and I can look at things, but I can look at data. It's not that hard to see, Dan. Well, no, but there's, I mean, if we're, so the thing that I've noticed is there are a lot of people that are concerned about uh, the integrity of our elections. So instead of saying we need to hand count the ballots, 
we need to come up with solutions and a way to ensure the integrity of of our and that doesn't mean it's conservatives. The 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 left should be concerned about that too, because who's to say that conservatives don't figure out a way to uh, compromise the system and have it uh, go? And I'm not saying Democrats are doing that, but it could go both ways, and it should be a concern for everybody. Agree. Not just conservatives, and like you said, Canada uh, that wanted on the on the ballot or the the voting or the ballot for this fall, okay, our client lost. But like you said, look look at who we have a choice. Do we want a minute or do we want an O'Day consent? I mean, I mean, I hate to say, and I, again, I, I always hate to say this because I don't want to be, you know, that guy. But, Dan, I will tell you right now, and I, and I, I think that, you know, I liked Tina in the interview I had with her. Um, uh, Donahue, I think is his name. I interviewed him as well, liked him, liked what he said, wasn't very well known. That's why he didn't get any more votes than he did. The problem, Dan, on, on, on the Secretary of State is we, we didn't run a very strong candidate, period. And, 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 and Pam, I, and same thing. Pam's not got a chance of beating Jenna anyways, not strong enough. Right. Well, I mean, I, I hate to say this, but uh, Tina had, and, and I like Tina too, but there were some questions as to how well would she run because of the accusations right. that were made against her? Right. And that's and, what all the independent voters were thinking, by the way. Yes. So, I mean, she may have had some good ideas. Uh, she may have uh, had some good things that she'd want to change, but the accusations were kind of um, a, kind of a black eye on her, and I don't know if she would have no. how well she would have done. No. And by the way, her career so, in politics at this point is over. Dan, I got to run. Thank you for the input. I do appreciate that very much. We'll be right back. Veteran Windows and Doors is up next. And, and again, folks, just real fast, uh, when politicians do the things that they do at times, they ruin their career. The rest of they're, they're done. They're done in politics. And I'm afraid to say that, but that's that's how that world works. Dave, by the way, can help you with all of your windows and doors. Get a higher joy score with your home. That's the way they say it. And you do that by having a really comfortable home to live in and save money at the same time, by the way. 303-529-0720. When you first heard about Veteran Windows and Doors, you were excited about their company culture. Finally, a company that treats you like a real person, that doesn't employ pushy sales reps, or the use of high-pressure sales tactics. You've worked with the big national companies that focus on making the most sales and getting their products installed as quickly as possible. And you knew, after just one experience, that Veteran Windows and Doors isn't concerned with being the most profitable window and door company. Everything they did came back to their sincere intention to add value, comfort, and energy efficiency to your home through products and installation that they stand behind. Don't pay twice as much with a national brand, only to get a limited warranty. Pay an honest price and know your investment is covered for as long as you live in the home. Contact Veteran Windows and Doors at kldradio.com slash windows today or call 303-529-0720. That's 303-529-0720. Suck it up, buttercup. Back to Rush to Reason. All right, in closing, I'm going to say the reason why I know we have no strategy in the state is if we really wanted to win in this state, we wanted to fix our election system that a lot of folks think is flawed, which I'm not arguing that, would we not have rounded up and put together a really, really solid, great candidate for SOS in this state, Secretary of State? Would we not have found a real, I mean, a candidate that could run against Jenna, has already a name for themselves, could have easily stepped in and, and straightened that office out, which, by the way, it is a mess, even on the business side. That I can attest to. Uh, why wouldn't we have done that? Because if you want to fix everything else, isn't that the place to start, even over the governorship? Wouldn't you start there? Again, folks, I prove my point. We have no strategy as a GOP in this state. And until we do, sad to say we're going to keep losing. Andy and I'll talk more about this tomorrow, by the way. Jordan Goodman will join us in the first hour, America's Money Answer Man. Have a great night. If you missed that first hour, catch it next. This is Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.